That night at the cocktail reception, Allison was working hard to keep herself sipping one more club soda instead of asking for a Chardonnay. She'd already suffered through a hangover in the desert this morning, and there were two more days of info sessions and notes to take. After all, McDonough expected a thorough report, and she'd have to give him one. However, she'd be leaving out the part where she'd become the unexpected star of the opening address. Ugh, at least I missed part of Robert Stone congratulating himself. Miss? the waiter asked her. Would you like anything else? A hammer to the face? she asked, only half-joking. Oh, I wouldn't ask for that. A low, rumbling voice practically purred out behind her. You have a very pretty face. You would be ashamed to mar it. Allison stilled and steadied herself. She knew that voice, had heard it not seven hours ago from the podium, and had heard it on CNN and other places in interviews. No, the competition and all that. It was Robert Stone. Perfect. As if him taking pot shots at me wasn't bad enough. She turned to him and narrowed her eyes. Robert Stone. The pleasure is not mine. Oh, call me Arrow. Most of my friends do, he said, grinning. And she wondered if he really thought she was so stupid as to fall for his megawatt smile. Of course, there were probably a ton of women who fell for it routinely. That and a flash of a certain black credit card. She took his proffered hand, adding a bit of pressure to her squeeze, letting her nails dig into the back of his hand. Allison was a kitten with claws. I'll stick with Robert, since we're definitely not friends. He arched an eyebrow at her, and she felt her cheeks flush. It wasn't that she hadn't seen him before on television, but he was so much more attractive in person. He was taller than even Tom, easily six-four with a lean swimmer's physique. His hair was blonde with a bit of frosted tips at the top, something that was a retro throwback, but that he somehow made work. His brown eyes were a deep chocolate brown, and would almost lull someone into thinking that an earnest soul lay behind them. Still, she wasn't falling for it. He was the ultimate frat boy unleashed, the reason she was in the damn doghouse with her boss. He could pretend he cared about the future of marketing, or was some inspiration for their business, but his answers still boiled down to tighter skirts and more revealing bikinis on the actresses. He laughed, as if what she said were amusing. You don't have to be like that. I won't hold it against you for your entrance. It was certainly memorable. Besides, he said, taking a moment to order himself a scotch, you gave everyone a good laugh and we needed one that early in the morning. Sort of like you set it up and I knocked it down. That's not how I felt about it, she replied, sipping her drink. Look, Robert, I get it if you want to lord over me that I messed up your big public back-padding session. I know you like to have your ego, among other things, stroked. He grinned, and she had to admit that the lopsided smirk was attractive. Would have looked great on someone who wasn't a complete rat. Then you do know me. Everyone knows you. Your reputation precedes you. So you hate me for being good enough to make over a billion in this game? No, she said. I hate you because you have made everything in advertising about a race to the damn bottom. Look at what you sold Schmidt's lager on. He shook his head and sipped his drink. They were dying with that stupid beach theme. They're a damn lager, not even a summer beer. Besides, I know my target audience. You think they care about anything more than getting off? Women drink beer, too, she countered as she started to walk away. He grabbed her arm, and she could have forced it, broken away. But there probably wasn't going to be another chance for her to say her mind. She spun around and glared up at him. 
only then realizing how close she was to him, how she could feel his breath on her cheeks. I don't have anything else to say to you. He frowned and then widened his eyes. You're Allison Shepard, aren't you? You're the girl who was on the account back when they were suffering at Vision. That explains a lot of why you're pissed. Sounds like sour grapes to me, Goldilocks. She should have pulled away then, or resisted his grasp more. But he was so near her, and it was almost like the force of gravity. It's not. You're not old school or new school. You're just a hack. I have 600 employees and a multi-billion dollar portfolio that says I know how clients think. Fine, then congratulations on everything, she huffed. I guess your next approach will be adding foxy boxing links to Twitter bursts or commercials with stripper poles. Again, revolutionary. You don't strike me as the kind of chick who doesn't shave her legs. You're cute enough, so I don't get why you have an axe to grind against what I do. I mean, besides being boring and second-rate compared to me, it's not like I'm Hugh Hefner. She narrowed her eyes further. Might as well be. Oh, Goldilocks, stop being so jealous. My name is Allison, and I will be getting the account back. I doubt it, he said. And then he shocked her completely by kissing her. 